I get to uh, hear them sing two or three times a month at youth group, and it's such an honor. It's such an honor to be with people like that. I mean, they just sing from their hearts. They're both high school seniors. They show up at 3 o'clock on Sundays a lot with other kids from Bound, and uh, it's such a blessing. Thank you. There you are. Thank you so much. It is also a blessing that I get to introduce uh, a good friend and a former student and now a colleague. Um, John was the kid that showed up wearing the Alabama jersey, which is proof that there can be healing and union between us on this planet. Uh, I think an Oakland Raiders hat also has shown up a few times. That's more recent, he says. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> But we, we knew early on when uh, John was coming to youth group that um, there was something special about him besides the Alabama jersey. Um, we we kind of gave him a, a new nickname, and we still use that nickname. Um, he will forever be known to me as Juan, just because he just needed a nickname, you know? And so whenever I see John, of course, I yell at him, Juan! And he always says, Greg, back to me. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. Um, not my Spanish name. Um, John uh, has been serving as an intern for us. Uh, it's an unpaid position. He devotes a lot of time to our church and to our youth group. Uh, he spends a lot of time at Emory University, which is another kind of mark against him. I'm sorry. Uh, being an Asbury alum. Um, but... He's, he's a great guy. Emory's a great school, just joking. But he spends a lot of time driving. He's on the road a lot. He devotes a lot of time to us, particularly on Sundays. He's actually run youth a couple of times on his own, right? I dumped that on him one, one Sunday that I needed to be gone. And I was supposed to be the guy that was doing it. And he took it and ran with it and did a great job, of course. Um, I'm just so appreciative of you. And there's something special when one of our own comes back and enters the ministry and comes to speak to us. It really is a special thing. It's a good sign of what God is doing in people in our church. It's a good sign of what you have done as a family of God in the church. John is great evidence of that. So, it's an honor to introduce my good friend, Juan. You look great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and while it's special for Craig to see me back, it's even more special for me myself to just be here in front of you all because as I'll talk about a little bit in my sermon, I remember when this service first started, and it's absolutely incredible to be here at this point in this service as well. So without further ado, I'm going to stop talking and get to Scripture, which is why we're here today. So the first passage I have is from Luke 8, or Luke 2, in verse 8 to verse 18. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. 
Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom God favors. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And I have one more verse. Some of you might know it. It's Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. In reading these two passages, one thing that really stood out to me were the characters in the passage from Luke. Obviously, you have the baby Jesus and you have Mary and Joseph and the animals too. But there's also this group of shepherds And I say group because it's important. Because shepherds were often off on their own. They were single people watching over a whole flock. But this story gives a different version of shepherds. It says, they were terrified. Their flock, the Lord shone around them. There are multiple shepherds here in this story. And I think that's because the shepherds realize something that I think this community has realized as well. And that there can be growing by herding. Oftentimes, having multiple people is a better way to approach growth than trying to do it by yourself. But let's look at the story a little bit more. One thing that has always jumped out to me in reading the Bible is that whenever God makes his presence known, humans are terrified. Naturally. (laughs) Hallelujah. Even when it's good news, things can be hard to believe or expect. And the shepherds, after hearing a chorus of angels and being told to them that the Messiah is born, 
still had to go to Bethlehem to see it. While they did believe, and that's what led them to Bethlehem, I don't know about you, if I had seen a group of angels telling me that a child had been born in this specific place, that's a pretty miraculous event. And so I would imagine that I'd be like, cool, that's great. (laughs) But they were moved to action. They weren't just content with experiencing this miracle. And their faith rewarded them in going and doing as God told them. But this also is problematic. And that may not be apparent at first. But since they are shepherds, they take care of sheep. Sheep are not the best at protecting themselves. And so when these shepherds left them, they left their sheep alone for a whole night. And that's when the predators of sheep often come out. They try and catch the shepherds sleeping or not paying attention. The common phrase is a wolf comes in the night. And yet here is this group, not just one of the shepherds to go and investigate what's going on. The whole group leaves all their flocks. What must it have taken for the shepherd to hear and feel and see the presence of God to then go and leave everything that they had worked for? their whole livelihood, everything that they have been working for, their career, their vocation, they are leaving behind. And in doing this, they don't hesitate. The verse says they go with haste. They move quickly to go and see this thing. And they were so ready that not only did they hurry into Bethlehem, But after seeing this child and after seeing the miracle, as the angels had told them, in person, in the flesh, they also went throughout Bethlehem and told others of it as well. They also, and this is after the verse I read, take time to return to Mary and Joseph and the child. And they tell them about what they did. They share their stories of their adventures throughout Bethlehem in that night. This is getting pretty long-winded to leave your sheep alone, which is why I bring it up and go through all this. But they do share their stories upon returning. And in being back here today, this to me seems to be being lived out here in this very community. As I look around, I see many familiar faces, but also new ones. And that's very encouraging to me, because that means that this community is growing by hurting. They're drawing more people in. They're taking advice and working as shepherds together to grow a flock. And as I mentioned earlier, I still remember when Connect first started and how cool I thought it was to be able to go to two different services, because before... Me and my friends would always go to the traditional or big church service. (laughs) And now here was this brand new worship service that I got to experience. I had the choice and the chance to experience something new. This same excitement is with me today. But for different reasons. Because this community has been growing 
under some very wise shepherds who have heard and informed this community in deep theological and I can only imagine personal relationships as well. The shepherds, just like in Luke and in this community, are going out and glorifying God in ways they never dreamed that they would. And so once again, as these shepherds move on, what about the flock left behind? However, I do think that it's positive because unlike the sheep in this story, I think that this congregation is able to do more than sit by helplessly through the night. A new time is coming, and it's time for those that have been gathered here and welcomed here, as you all did so well to me this morning. All the new faces just jumped right in. They were like, there's this new guy. Let's go talk to him. Let's welcome him. And it's time for those that have been gathered here to do as they have been taught and maintain the same loving community for the next chapter of this Connect service. This is an opportunity for every single person here to have the chance for something new. As Psalm 23 says, it's a chance to restore your soul. And I recognize that the passage is talking about God restoring your soul. But it is God who accomplishes this by walking with you even through the valley of death or the dark times that may be plaguing you now, have plagued you, or will plague you. God is there. And it's only a matter of whether you're ready to receive a miracle. Because they are all around you, whether you realize it or not. And so to realize it, if you don't already, I'd like everyone to look at their neighbor, please. Or across the room if you don't want to stare right into their face. That's a little more comfortable for you. These people you just saw are a testament to the miracle of childbirth. The fact that they have life and are in this room with you is a miracle in and of itself. As well as the fact that you yourself are a miracle here on this earth. And while we recognize the miracle of childbirth in the present actions by looking at our neighbors during this season, we must also remember the miraculous act that has been done in the story we just read of God coming to earth as a baby boy. That same act that each one of you have gone through and your parents went through happened to Jesus. The time to remember and celebrate that miracle is almost here because as Nick said, it's Christmas Eve Eve. We're not quite there to that celebrating part yet. So don't let your tiredness or busyness get the best of you tomorrow as we celebrate the birthday of the Messiah centuries ago. In this celebrating time, there must also be a remembering and a celebrating of all who have served in this service, especially Joanne. 
There will indeed be sadness and difficulty moving on. But just as the birth of Christ represents new life, so too does this transition for this service. Not only for the service, but for Joanne as well. The shepherds are going out, and they're glorifying God. So let us all, as we journey through our lives, be willing to embrace the miracles of the past, the ones we are experiencing in the present, even now, and the ones that will grace this space and community, for they are all blessings. And so, to conclude, I'd like to first say a chorus from one of my favorite songs. And it goes, Are you ready for your blessings? Are you ready for your miracle? Because it's coming tomorrow. And we're remembering and celebrating. So, as the band comes forward to sing possibly a final song, I would like you all to join me in singing this chorus and in reflecting upon not only the birth of a child, but in a new birth and a new experience for everyone here and the miracles they're about to receive. So repeat after me. Are you ready for your blessing? Are you ready for your miracle? Sing with me. Are you ready for your blessing? Are you ready?